Thank you for joining me on an all new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. I'm your guide today, Laura Bender. And today our episode involves Amanda Stroni and she provides yoga teachers, healers, and spiritual creatives with the tools needed to help achieve financial freedom. So we got to have a discussion around um, just the struggle that we have, especially with um with us yoga teachers, um, the struggle that we have just kind of dealing with things financially and having those blockages. So anyway, thank you again for listening to the conversation and I will uh, check in with you on the other side. Take care. Well, welcome, Amanda. Thank you again for being a guest on Heartfelt Consciousness. So how are you today? I'm well. Thank you, Laura, for having me. I'm excited to, to be in this conversation with you today. I appreciate it. Awesome. Um, so would you actually mind telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and how your journey with uh, yoga and meditation began? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll give a, a short version. I feel like I don't need to go <laughs> into my life story. Um, that might be quite boring, but I started into yoga about, I would say about six years ago, pretty, um, uh, intensely before that I was practicing here and there, but I, I really got into it, um, after I ended actually a, a long-term relationship and mm. just started practicing and went on my first yoga retreat. And that was really the gateway into opening me up to the spiritual component, um, and to the, the understanding of myself on this quest to understand myself, which I had already, I think been on, but it just really broke everything open. Mm -hmm. And so from there, um, within the next year, I did my yoga teacher training, um, and then I moved, I was working in a corporate job for, for a long time. And I moved out of that position and decided to do some travel, um, and take some time. And it really just opened me up to the possibility of, of more in the world that I could be doing more with my life beyond just this corporate job that I actually didn't even enjoy. Um, and, and so today what I've done is melded together my background in financial services with, um, being a yoga teacher and I work with yoga teachers specifically and people in the healing space to help them with their financials and their business. So to come into a space where they feel uh, they can work through any challenges and feel really profitable in the work that they're doing. And so that is a, uh, a mental piece and the actual tangible piece of being profitable, but also getting over those mindset blocks and those things that keep us from, from really getting the success that we so desire for ourselves. So that is the work that I'm doing today. And I do have a very strong meditation practice, which I think enhances both my business and my personal life. Um, and I really dedicate each day to this practice of meditation and stillness. Um, I spend about an hour in meditation in the morning in stillness, and I try to get in an afternoon meditation when I can, but the hour in the morning is something that I've really committed to. Um, and it's, it didn't start with an hour. It started really with probably five to 10 minutes. And over the last five to six years has grown to that. Um, so I just want to put that out there for people that are just starting a meditation <laughs> practice and thinking like, how could you possibly do that? It takes time, but I do think that the more disciplined and the longer that we can stay in meditation, the, the more effects we can see for our own set of patience and, um, peace within ourselves. Yeah, that I would agree with that. Um, I, I've kind of started that same way, you know, five to 10 minutes. Um, and now I've kind of incorporated the same, a similar practice along with my breath practices too. So yeah, I, I love, I, those are like my favorite, my favorite things. Um, 
So you're actually kind of talking again about what you're currently working on and what you currently do um, for businesses and yoga teachers and, and that area. So you offer the yoga and meditation actually as one of your offerings as well um, as several other ones. Um, but one thing I know that I battle with is my relationship specifically with money and then being a yoga instructor. So why do you feel that people in the wellness space kind of struggle with this? Yeah, it's a great question, Laura. And, you know, it comes up often and I think it's not just the wellness space. I think we as a society struggle with it for sure. Struggle with our relationship to money. Um, we as a collective when I say we, but I think it, it's heightened in the wellness space because there is this uh, idea that the services that people in the wellness space are providing don't have as much value as something that is tangible that we can go out and purchase in the world, such as a a thing that we can have. So it's a service. It's a, it's something that you receive and they're in our, in our culture. It's not, it's not seen as something that has a lot of value. So I think that that's really the missing piece right now. I think we're changing. I think we're shifting where we're seeing more value being placed on health and wellness and being placed on different practices that weren't as common even a couple of years ago and people really, really getting into that. But so I think that's how it's translated into people that are doing this type of work is there is that mentality that you can't make money doing it. And that's been passed down as far as that concept that it's not possible. And what I work with people to understand is that it is entirely possible, right? It's just about finding your way in and finding a system that works for you um, and finding where you can use the gifts that you have and show up in a way that you're able to value yourself. So part of it is understanding where your personal blocks are around money and working through those and really understanding where those stem from. Because the blocks that we have with our money, um, I believe is not just with our money, right? They're showing up in other places and we see those um, go out into the world as a version of ourselves in so many ways. So if we can heal this relationship, if we can come into peace with it, we can start to see that ripple effect in other areas of our life. And you can also look at the patterns that show up with your money and then how they show up in your day-to-day. Yeah. And that kind of leads to my next question then, you know, uh, you have some of these financial blocks, like these, these blocks that we have. So what would be something that we could use or utilize to overcome that blockage? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think the, the most important piece of the block itself is to understand it for yourself, to have the awareness, to know that it's there. So I want to put that out there because the block of what you think the block is might not actually be the block to start. So first being really clear on what the block is, where, what, what is going on. Once you have the clarity to know what it is, then you can move forward in looking to change it, right? So how you are going to change that for yourself is through a series of understanding the thoughts that are coming in, what's happening in your brain, and then being able to change it, change the patterning of that thought into something that is um, more positive for yourself. And to get you in that mindset direction, it doesn't mean you're going to see immediate shifts because you still need to do the work. That's the piece that I tell people. It's not just about the mindset. 
And we talk a lot about manifestation and just, you know, having that positive thought. And then it comes, maybe for some people it does, but I believe that it involves that plus the action, moving yourself slowly in that direction, step by step. So are you taking the right steps to move yourself forward? And part of that, again, I'm going to reiterate is the awareness piece to know what the block is and also the awareness to know where you are at financially, like really where you are at financially, not a fantasy of where you're at, not where you want to be at, not where you think you should be at, but really where are you at and, and be okay with where it is right now so that you can move yourself forward to where you want to go, which again is another point of clarity, because when we can get clear about what we want financially, we're able to get there quicker when we don't really know, and it's, it's not really a number that we're clear on, then we tend to just be moving in that direction. And we never know if we've, if we've gotten to the place Mm. that, that feels supportive to us. And I think that's something that, that I see a lot of people struggling with is just grasping at anything for the idea that they'll, they'll eventually get what they want, but they don't really understand what they want, what they want and what they value. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And thinking about that, you know, with the pandemic over the last year and still continuing on today, you know, especially money was a big issue. Obviously a lot of people were out of work, maybe still are out of work, or there's this whole idea that, um, you know, a lot of these businesses are struggling now because people just don't want to go back to work or not, are not able to, for some reason. Um, So thinking about, what maybe, I don't know if you had to pivot in any way, or if this was something that was an easy transition, especially over the last year. Um, but what do you feel was the most valuable lesson that you, that you learned from this? Yeah. Thank you for that question. And, um, just honoring that because it has been very challenging for everyone, I think. And I I do want to honor that, um, when it comes to financial situations, because things have shifted and changed without us knowing, And also to say that, you know, that is life to be, to be okay with this shift and change and to be really comfortable with it. Cause the more we can get comfortable with things shifting and changing unexpectedly, it's going to help us all long-term. So, so that's just one thing, but I did certainly have to pivot. I did certainly have to pivot. I was doing a lot of work in studios. I was doing a lot of in-person teaching and that's how I was getting clients and making connections and, and working with people as well. And that all stopped very quickly, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. And so it was a matter of giving myself the space to be in that pause And for me to know that I had, I was in a financial position where I didn't have to immediately go into stress mode. And so that's something to consider like our relationship and where we're at. If we can build that foundation, then when things like this happen, we feel a little more ease flowing into it versus an immediate contraction. So I didn't go into that immediate contraction space, but I did spend some time understanding how I could pivot, what I could do online, how I could make shifts and changes and try to be patient with myself. But it's been, it's been a process. And I feel like honestly, that I'm still in it. Like I'm still trying to understand what our current world looks like and how things can shift and change um, with what I am doing. So I think that's constant. I think it's just something to, to be aware of, to be mindful of, and to know that nothing really lasts forever as much as we want it to, like things are always shifting and changing. So it really is our adaptability to be able to adapt to these changes and move in different directions. But I will say that it is important, I think, to 
know your level of um, comfort with certain things and to understand if something doesn't feel good to you. So for example, I had a few clients during this transition that really didn't feel comfortable with online teaching. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to honor that, to honor that and to figure out maybe what you can do temporarily if online, if online teaching is the only option, because if that doesn't feel good to you and you're forcing yourself into it because it's the only thing to do right now, the outcome is not going to be authentic and real. So I think that that's really important to evaluate um, how it feels for you and to not just do it because everyone else is doing it and you feel like it's the only way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's quite a lesson. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like, um, yeah, I think all of us kind of have probably elements of that, that we went through and experienced just based upon, you know, uh, just what happened um, in the United States and across the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you again so much, Amanda, for your time and energy today um, and being on the podcast. Um, So have a great rest of your day and I'll get to talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. Have a wonderful day. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Thank you again, friends, for joining. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Amanda. So as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.